Hello, and welcome back to the Portable Podcast. Before we start the episode today, I would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional and unceded territory of the Sanhis and the Esquimalt First Nations, on whose territory we live, learn, and we podcast. Alright guys, we have a very special guest on today. Um, definitely one of my bestest friends, uh, one of my longest friends as well. Um, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen to what they have to say. Um, a trigger warning, I do have to say, um, we do discuss some mental health topics and kind of dig into some childhood trauma as well. Um, so just be cautious and gracious of yourself and your limits. Um, if you feel yourself being uncomfortable, obviously you press pause and like go sit down and have a tea or eat something sweet is what I like to do. Tea and sweets, my favorite. Um, but yeah, I just really want you guys to be cautious of yourselves and take care of yourselves because it can be a little bit of rough sometimes, especially diving into topics like this. Um, but other than that, I really hope you enjoy our guest this week. I apologize for the episode being a little bit late. Um, it's been a pretty busy week. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. A dog. A dog. Welcome to the Portable Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. How do you feel? I feel good. Kind of nervous. But, um, no, it's good. It's good. I've been waiting for this. All right. Don't be nervous. We are going to have um, some good conversation today. Um, so, why don't you start it off by introducing yourself? All right. Um, I'm A dog. <laughs> I work at a grocery store. It's like um so fun. Uh I'm not in school uh, cuz I don't want to waste all my money. That's another thing. Yep, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I have no idea what I want to do, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just yeah. wasting my money right now. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It's not even my money. And I don't know why I want it. Yeah. <laughs> um super cool. Um so, you said that you work at a grocery store. Do you want to talk a little more about what you do at the grocery store? I do produce. So, I, like, lift heavy boxes and make food look pretty. Gains, for real. Yeah. You are being paid to work out. That's kind of nice. The men still don't expect you to be able to lift the boxes. Mm-hmm. But we're working on it. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Uh, let's get into some topics. All right. Okay, so to understand a little bit about where you're coming from and what your past has been, I'm wondering what you did in your high school life. Uh, my high school life was it was pretty odd. Um, bad first semester of grade 9, not the peak of my lifetime. But then I transferred to your school, and that was pretty nice. Don't like soccer boys. Not, not a fan. Um, they really piss me off. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Um, but there are a lot of nice people. After, I did a year, I think, at Reynolds, and then I went to an alternative school for a a year, and I went back to Reynolds to graduate with the homies. Yeah. Alternative school? Fucking rocks. (laughs) No, it's really great. And we got Christmas presents every year. 
Oh. And, like, $50 gift cards and dope-ass pajama pants. Oh, crazy. Okay, yeah. so why did you go to the alternative school in the first place? Um, well, okay, so I had a little vacation to VGH, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> um, I met a, a person there, and they were talking about how, you know, because they, they've been through it as well, they really have, um, and they decided to switch to alternative school, and they were telling me about it, and I was like, kind of, I was kind of digging it. Was this another patient that you had met, or was it, like, recommended? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. So, you heard from word of mouth that there was a school, and you decided to went go there, and... Yes. I guess it turned out well for you, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I did. I had this amazing teacher, and now she's uh, moved to, like, none of it. So, that's that's cool. She didn't even <laughs> say goodbye, and I'm, like, I'm so upset <laughs> about it. So crazy. Um, but... There was a lot of support there, and that was awesome, but the counselor that I was, like, assigned to, her voice, like, so weird. Like, not in a mean way. She was just, like, an oddball. It was, like, (laughs) it's kind of funny. So, you talk about going to the alternative school for more support and receiving more support. Yes. Um, Do you want to dig more into that? So, like, can I add a, a bit of a rough start? My dad, day one you know, wasn't around. Like, it's weird, because a lot of my friends have absent fathers and stuff, but theirs are just, like, gone, you know? And mine was, like, in the picture, but never in the picture. Mm. So it's, like, weird having a dad and not a dad, because a lot of people can't relate to that. Um, so it's just, like, it's it's a different kind of experience. But, um, yeah, he chose to work in Alberta, away from his family. I, I honestly see him, like, 2% of the time, but not anymore because his girlfriend's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but my mother was in quite a bad, abusive relationship. It ended up with her getting a very not awesome uh, head injury. Mm, kind of a bummer. Kind of, <laughs> that bummed, yeah, it did bum us out a little bit. Uh, because, you know, like, uh, it changes you. Mm-hmm. It does, like... Um, she couldn't do a lot of stuff and that made her really like an angry person for a long time because she was a very independent person Mm -hmm. and she had like a good job. She was going to make bank and she ended up now she, um, can't work. You know, she tried. It's Mm -hmm. just like sometimes you, you had to pull, pull the milk out of the cupboards and that's just the way it was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, it is, it is weird. Like even now I see like kids with their parents and I'm like god damn you guys you guys playing and shit and like I honestly I see dads with their kids and I'm like ew what are you doing (laughs) pervert like because I don't get it I really don't I'm like who needs a dad but you kind of you kind of need a dad (laughs) it is what it is yeah okay so our next question is what has had an impact on your life that changed the way you live now well uh, shit that happened when I was younger. I had a friend group, and things ended very poorly, and it, um, they didn't end up being very nice in the end. Quite, (laughs) quite, um, hurtful, honestly. So, so that kind of fucked me up, especially because one I really bonded with, and she wasn't mean, she just left, you Mm -hmm. know? So that was... I've been in a not-great relationship, you know, because I met him when I was doing, like, 
mentally very poorly Mm -hmm. and he was um even though he was a very significant support system i realized that you know it was like a toxic it was very it was very toxic but then like it it helped a lot but i kind of figured like i still could have hung out with my other friends and it would have helped the same Mm -hmm. like i i didn't need him it was just but uh yeah also couple years ago I just started having seizures Mm -hmm. and also like we went to the hospital um duh because I just seized out of nowhere um and they we had gone like 10 times and every time the doctors were like nah you don't have epilepsy you're fucking lying yeah nah shut the fuck up go home but we're gonna keep you for six hours um two nurses witnessed uh they were like yeah you're having seizures and then the doctors were like, I hate my job, so fuck you. <laughs> it was so it was so annoying. So the hospital, like, the healthcare system, like, did absolutely nothing. No, no, it, they didn't. So going into a little bit about um, mental health issues, um, how did that affect you after you started learning that you were having seizures? It was basically, like, I had to relearn a lot of stuff as well. And I had always felt for my mom. And I got, like, I was like, this is what, that's a head injury for sure. Like, I Mm -hmm. I grew up knowing what that was and what it looks like. But then I had, like, firsthand experience. And I um, felt a lot of things that I know she did. And I became a very angry person. Math was one of the first things to go, which I'm still very embarrassed because I forget a lot of math. My memory's not always been great anyway because of struggling with depression and and childhood trauma, so it makes you forget a lot of stuff. But I actually, um, I didn't know that this could happen, but having epilepsy, which I found out after having three seizures, you're considered epileptic, by the way, not not past seven. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it, uh, gave me OCD and ADHD, which was very fun for me. Oh, interesting. So, having epilepsy came with other, um, mental health issues. Yeah, it was, like, a shock because, um, I had already had all of these traits beforehand, but they were so minimal. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... You know, I and was, with the seizures, it just amplified them. Yeah, it did. It just like pretty much heightened a lot of feelings. Like I was a very emotional person, and and also that was it was impacted by the fact that I felt really stupid. Mm. Like I could I could just tell like I'm dumber, and that that really sucked. But um, yeah, it OCD is like probably one of the hardest ones because with ADHD, so many problems. But helps me get through the day at work. Sometimes I just like don't take the meds because I'm like, well, it's gonna it's gonna make time go by so slow, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll entertain my brain, you know. <laughs> if I'll just zone out for a solid three minutes, and I'm like, all right, well we're three minutes down, so that's <laughs> that's something. But um, yeah, OCD. Um, I feel like when I was a kid, like way younger, those traits were stronger, and then they kind of faded. But now. Oh my god. And I I don't know if it came with ADHD or OCD, but the sensory issues I got 
I despise feet. I would actually, as a 17-year-old, throw tantrums because my socks didn't feel right. Oh, wow. And I, oh, my God, like, I would cry before work <laughs> and stuff, and, oh, it sucked. I was like, my mom was like, you're so fucking dramatic, but it's like, you don't get it. Our next question is, how did these things affect you going through the educational program? It can be either before you had the seizures, or it can be after you had the seizures, like, explain. I would love for you to explain what that was like. Well, middle school was a time. Middle school was... I went to an inner city school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kids already doing cocaine. Um, It was... yeah. (laughs) I tell people where I went to middle school and they're like, Oh my God, (laughs) you're a central kid? Oh, wow. But I was, I guess, considered a gifted kid. And Mm -hmm. with that, you're typically a burnout. Mm. So by... 10th grade I was like I really don't I don't really care much anymore um I still got pretty good grades especially when I was at my alternative school because um there was like 40 kids you know you got so much support like I did a month of summer school and I got an A in pre-calc 11 what yeah (laughs) no way yeah (laughs) I should have been sent to there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I do highly recommend to a lot of people. Um, It was also for uh, pregnant teens. Mm. So, like, a lot of, you know... um, But were you pregnant at the time? I was... I haven't been pregnant. I'm very happy about that. Just to make Um, it clear. Yeah. No, I'm very... Yeah. (laughs) Don't have a baby. Um, I am not continuing my bloodline. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother have both agreed that it ends with us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Katie, so obviously going into the more supported environment, um, that allowed you to flourish more. Um, yeah. What about when you went back to high school? Public high school. Yeah. Once I went back to public high school, like, it was in grade 12. So, you know, I had... I had already completed every course that I needed to graduate. Like, I was going to graduate. So I just kind of, like, fucked around. I had photography and art, so it was easy. And I skipped a lot of school. Mm. And um, just hung out, which was nice. Um, But I did feel bad for my friends in chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) I was rough. Literally every one of them hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was crying. Yeah, no, the kids just, like, tears <laughs> down their face in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but being in high school, in grade nine, I think that's when a lot of kids are still judgy because they're coming from peaking in eighth grade, you mm-hmm. know? So they think that they're still the shit and, like, bro, you're not. Your every single grade in the school hates you, including the nines. <laughs> like, they just like they make fun of you for really stupid reasons. Yeah, and they're not funny about it either. Yeah, no, like, it's like just... the maturity level. It's like they so, think that they can so be dumb. considered like adults, but it's yeah. like no, you still got a couple more years. Yeah, which is something I used to think too. Like in in eighth grade, I was like, I'm probably not gonna mature much more than I am because mm-hmm. like I'm already so mature. <laughs> which like I did hear a lot because men who were like thirty wanted to have sex with me. Mm. But um, but still, you know, like a lot of people were like, you're really mature for your age. So I was like, you know, I'm like I'm like 
practically grown. I, I wasn't. Yeah. No, and no. even still, part of maturing is realizing that you're just gonna keep d- doing it. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not really gonna stop, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. But then there's just, like, kids, and they're, like... Assholes. No, they are, <laughs> and they, like... Talking behind your back is so stupid. Yeah. Because I'm gonna hear it. Yeah. And the rumors, like... Yeah. Grade 9 is just not it. No, it wasn't. I hated my gym teacher. He was, like, attractive, but he was a prick. He almost failed me because my leg was broken. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You were on crutches. Yeah, I was on crutches. I got to use the school elevator, which is, like, the hugest flex. But, um, yeah, it sucked. It sucked. All right, so, with all of that trauma and built-up anger and mental illness um how did you learn how did you adapt how did you adapt to your situation and continue to adapt and continue to grow with it I was really lucky to end up with um the amount of support that I did and I'm still very thankful for that because I needed it and I ended up with a psychiatrist when you know they're so hard to find and a therapist that was great. Love my shrink. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, it really did teach me a lot about um, understanding emotions. Mm. Like, um, still pisses me off to this day when people are like, just breathe, just breathe. And I'm like, it does help sometimes, but that's not, I'm not, <laughs> no. Um I, the thing about it, though, is um, I've always been a people pleaser in general as mm-hmm. well, but because of this and because of what I went through in general, I was really compassionate towards other people's feelings, mm-hmm. which um, is why I think I stayed with my ex so long, mm-hmm. because um, I saw who we could be. Yeah. And, and I saw, like, you have a lot of anxiety and insecurities, and this is why you're pulling the fucking moves that you are like bullshit but but you know he would be like I, I'm trying to change and I'm like no I really like I figured that it out like afterwards like you aren't because you know that if you push me long enough you ask the questions over and over long enough I'll cave and you get what you want right um yeah that that was hard to get over but I've now I don't care I really don't care about anything. <laughs> I, I'll just call you out. I will. I'm, like, not afraid to tell people my actual opinion about them anymore, which is great. Um, some say that I should keep parts of it to myself, mm-hmm. which it depends. It depends. But um, <laughs> I, um, I also learned how to support other people because... There's a lot of things that I know I would want to hear, and I I get that now, but um, uh, it does does suck when you see other people that you really care about in your life dealing with similar things that you go through, like um, my sibling, they're going through it right now, Uh, life life sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a lot of judgment from the family in that too, because, um, 
some say like oh well like this other person in the family has been way through like way worse than you so stop like complaining but they they don't get that um you know my brother hasn't gone through that you mm-hmm. know like this is the worst thing that's happened to him so far and i think a lot of people don't understand that even if like like they tell themselves like that they have nothing to be upset about and they invalidate themselves because of like, oh, well, like, everyone's going through worse. Like, a lot of people are going through worse. But that doesn't... it. You can't invalidate your trauma or your depression or mental illness that you're dealing with. Um, because that's just going to send you down a spiral, really. How I learned to not care about a lot of things anymore, uh, it took me a long time. And most of it was... Um, I got screwed over. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to get screwed over again. So I started standing up for myself more and not caring when even people didn't like me or they had shit to say or even just like rude customers. Like I'm like, I don't give a fuck about you. It really does take a lot, especially if you've grown up wanting to make a lot of people happy but if you don't like someone there's no point in trying to make them like you or not upset them because I don't like you Mm -hmm. so I don't care about how you think of me if you've like uh fucking you know sexually assaulted someone or you've just been a bad friend I don't like you automatically like I don't need you to like me because you're a dick Mm mm-hmm Oh, preach that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. And my last question I have for you is if you could go back to your younger self or to your high school self, like, if you could go back to your younger self, mm-hmm. what would you say? Mm, that's a good question. I would want... First of all, I would want... Okay. I don't know who I would go back to. I would want to go back to my 13-year-old self, but also my younger self. Mostly my 13-year-old self just to slap me in the face. I feel like Yeah, 13-year-old me just, like, kind of needed a slap in the face. And just, like, you know, a reality check. But if I were to go to my younger self, because, like, okay, all honesty, um, I was, like, seven, and I thought about suicide. I didn't even know what this word suicide was or meant, and I was, like, god damn, I, like, kind of, I want to die. <laughs> like, uh, that's not, that's not normal, but I just wanted, I don't know if I should have prepared me or just been, like, you gotta get over all your shit, man. Uh, I need, I should have, uh, warned myself that, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna goof. You know, like, you're going to go through it, okay? Stop being so sad now. you like, you got time to be sad. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, I guess somewhere somewhere in the middle. I remember in, like, grade five, I was like, I'm never going to smoke weed. That's for losers. Like, <laughs> no, that's so stupid, bro. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think that I, I would want to tell me that it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um also like just show me like you you 
I'm not a very confident person, but bro, you get so much less ugly. Just like <laughs> you do. Like you do. Just wait. You just gotta be patient, alright? Hey dog. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the Portable Podcast and opening up about your history with struggling with your mental illness. And thank you for everything, man. Thank you for having me on. I feel like I'm gonna listen to this back and I think, oh my god, I should have said that. But <laughs> um, but it was nice to talk. Yeah. It's like a little therapy session. Of course. Alright, friends, I hope you had a lovely time listening to the podcast episode with our friend this week. Um, hopefully, I can try and make another podcast episode earlier um, in the next two weeks. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys have a lovely two weeks and I can't wait for you guys to listen again. Peace out. Mm-hmm.